It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Mornings, right here on SEN. Yes, a big hello to everyone out there. Phil Pryor with you for Mornings for the next three hours on SEN. Filling in for Matty White once again today. Had a lot of fun doing it yesterday. Hopefully it's a similar story today. 0457 736 736 is that text line number, of course. Let's get uh, let's get cracking as far as that engagement is concerned. We'll come up with a, with a couple of good uh, text topics as we go along. one 1170 to give us a buzz, of course, as well. We will try and take some calls uh, at about 25 past just for the record. So keep that in mind. A little bit later in this first half hour is when we'll try and take some calls as well. So, yeah, if you've got anything on your mind, of course, uh, have a think about it. Have a think about it, and we can try and answer some questions. And it's we're coming off a, a night and a morning where there's been quite a lot of interesting sporting news to break down as well. Uh, and we've got a, a new panel op in today to do so as well with uh, Gibbo spinning the decks after... Uh, Mark the Scotsman uh, yesterday, he was on deck, but he was like, nah, nah, you know what? I can't do this morning because the old firm is on at 11.30 p.m. last night, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. He loves his uh, Scottish football, of course. He had a few mates down and ended up watching the game. Ange Postacoglu's Celtic, they saved it with a late equaliser, 2-2 against uh, the Rangers and, and Celtic, they've been flying this season. So that was a, a, a bit of a surprise result, you would say, for Celtic. We've got producer Charlie Goodsir in the building as well. We're going to do some Charles's controversy corner uh, just after the news at half past as well in all three hours. In fact, we've got Max Burgess from Sydney FC coming in, uh, in sorry, uh, on the line for a chat later on in the hour. Then get this. In the second hour, we have Australian cricket legend Glenn McGrath ahead of the Sydney Pink Test, of course, as well. Very much looking forward to that. And more cricketing royalty in the third hour as well. Sydney Thunder, Gurinder Sandhu will uh, do a chat with us after what has been a fascinating Big Bash tournament so far. Hobart beat Adelaide in results overnight, of course. Uh, two, we got a, a game today as well, the Stars taking on the Renegades, so an all-Melbourne affair there. And then tomorrow it's two games. We've got the Sixers v. The Heat and Perth up against the Thunder as well. So we will get Gorinda's thoughts on that. And, uh, yeah, as mentioned, some interesting overnight results as well. Two Aussies have upset world top six tennis stars on the same night. How about that? Alex Dimonor beat Rafael, Rafael Nadal coming from a set down in the United Cup, taking down the world number two, three, six, six, one, seven, five. So a massive response there in that second set. It's one of the 23-year-old's biggest wins. You just, you'd have to say that uh, a massive result for the Demon. Uh, and that that is, get this, his eighth win over top 10 players. Rafa, what kind of fitness is he in? You'd still think that that abdominal injury, which uh, 
derailed his 2022 campaign uh, at the midpoint, of course, when he had to uh, when he had to pull out from that semi-final showdown at Wimbledon up against Nick Kyrgios. So how much is it still impacting him as he returns to full fitness? We're not sure, but let's just say it. It was a massive win for Alex Demonor. Uh Yeah, it was sens- truly sensational. I couldn't be happier that I managed to get my first win over Rafa on this court in front of you guys because you guys are... I think... There's no secret that this is my favourite court in the entire world, so thank you guys very much. As you're trying to serve that out, it's completely natural to have all these different scenarios coming in your head, but I tried to think as little as possible. I just said to myself, see ball, hit ball, and <laughs> it worked out. Oh, good on him. He, very hard not to not to love the demon. Uh, and how about this? Alex, Al- Alexi Poprin uh, downed emerging superstar Felix Auger-Aliassim at the Adelaide International as well, also uh, 23 years of age. Uh, his third win over a top 10 opponent, winning 6-4, 7-6, in that second set tie break. The world number 120 downing Felix Auger-Aliassim, the budding superstar Canadian who went on a bit of a run at, at uh, Melbourne Park last year in the Australian Open, eventually taken down in a, a marathon match with the the top seed, uh, Daniil Medvedev, last year. And he is a... a, a Ogera Aliassim has to be a massive chance of doing some damage this year at the Australian Open as well, despite the fact that, of course, Novak Djokovic is back in the mix this time around. So a massive win for Poprin as well. Two big wins overnight. So yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was, it was great to see. Great to see. Tanasi Kokonakis, he got an early uh, win, de- uh, de- uh, defying an early injury scare as well. Um, so he took down Maxime Cressy, 7-6, 7-4 in the tie back there. And then 7-6, 9-7 in the tie break there. So he moves through to the second round of the Adelaide International. Of course, Kokonakis, a wild card this year after winning it last year. So um, there you go. A good start for the Aussies uh, for the the tennis summer down under. Uh, now moving on in football, Brentford have caused a shock boil over, beating Liverpool in Premier League action this morning, 3-1. It's the first time the West Londoners have downed the Reds since, get this, 1938. So a 3-1 win over Liverpool for Brentford. Well done. Uh, And look, that result in the Premier League comes after yesterday. We saw Nottingham Forest draw one all with Chelsea and Tottenham go down 2-0 to Aston Villa. So there's... Something weird going on over in the EPL right now. It's fair to say the countdown's on for the men's, uh, for the makeup of the men's uh, Australian test team at the SCG as well with Mitchell Stark and uh, Ka- uh, Cam Green, of course, needing replacing. And uh, we're going to be filling you in with all the details throughout the morning. There might be news as we uh, as we go through as well. So we'll just have to wait and see. We know that Cummins and Nathan Lyon are going to be part of that bowling attack, but what happens from there? No all-rounder, of course, with Green out. So do we see Ashton Agar just come in and and fill that void? And does Josh Hazelwood get a chance? 
We haven't had the final selection yet, so I'm available for selection, so see what takes uh, see what takes care of itself. Does that big grin suggest, though, that you are black? Um, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, no. I think that's how I got my first go with, with Ryan Harris maybe sitting out and, and Peter Siddle injured and you get your opportunity and then um, you put pressure on the, the older guys. So I feel like that just comes and goes as, as your career goes, goes along. But, um, yeah, I'd be definitely disappointed if I missed out. A bit of history taking place at the SCG, of course, as well with SEN Stadium now in the mix. So you can uh, you can stream the, the cricket live from the SCG if you are in, in attendance out there. And it is up to the second. So uh, very much looking forward to seeing that technology uh, being unveiled and, and then, of course, uh, shared and spread across a, a variety of venues around the country and uh, across different sports as well. So... Yeah, what a what an ad- advancement that is. Very much looking forward to it. SEN Stadium for those heading out to the SCG uh, for any of the days play at the cricket. Hopefully we can we can get a uh, you know plenty of consecutive sessions without rain or bad weather interfering. We'll just have to wait and see there. Uh, one more little quick story as well. Melbourne Storm star Ryan Pappenhausen. He is US bound. Uh, following Latrell Mitchell and Tom Trebojevic as well. Pappenhausen still building back up from that kneecap fracture. He suffered against the Raiders all the way back in July. It's been a tough slog for him uh, indeed. Still trying to recondition things, set to embark on a two-week program and uh, in Philadelphia. And we do wish uh, Pappenhausen, of course, all the best. I'm not running yet. I'm still um, still doing a bit of drilling in the pool, um, a bit of sort of land-based mobility. I'm still doing heaps of gym, but just not. I still can't squat or anything like that. Um, obviously, Bill's worked with a lot of professional athletes, and uh, even I can pick his brain to see how they sort of were in this period of, of recovery and um, yeah, implement it into my games. Latrell had great results from it, and uh, I'm sure other athletes have had good results from it too, but... For me, I don't want to go in there with any expectations. I think I just want to go in and, and do my best. It's a bit frustrating, but um, my time will come, I think. It's a journey. Any career is a bit of a journey. And um, if I'm experiencing these hardships now, then uh, hopefully I get a bit of luck at the end of it and um, yeah, come good. Yeah, fingers crossed for Pappenhausen. It's, uh, it's, it's a little concerning, to be honest. You know, now just over five months post-surgery, uh, post-patella fracture repair surgery, uh, you know, a little bit more of the context, uh, context via the NRL physio on Twitter, uh, flying to the US to, to see the reconditioning specialist who saw both Mitchell and Trebojevic uh, yet to start running and still on a modified gym program. So uh, it's a, it, is, it is a concern, but hopefully this trip to the US uh, proves uh, to be helpful and handy in his recovery. And uh, I suppose... We'll wait and see how close he is to potentially getting back out onto the park for the Melbourne Storm. As mentioned off the top, it is Gibbo spinning the decks for us today, normally doing the afternoon stuff and sometimes hosting overnights as well. Um, But in the mornings, bright and early this time, Gibbo, how are you? G'day, filthy Phil. How are you, mate? It's good to see you. It's a long time since we've seen each other. A long time between drinks? Yeah, I'm pumped to see you here, and I'm pumped to be spinning the, the decks. Yeah, DJ. DJ, yeah, DJ, DJ yeah. Gibbo. Okay, DJ Gibbo. Yeah, I like that. How you going, mate? It's a summer of cricket is in full swing. It is. Your NFL, which I know you love, that's in full swing too. It is. I did hear uh, Jimmy promoting that I would uh, be talking about the Bills, Bengals, 
game today. It's going to be an absolute ripper and no doubt we'll get into that. Monday night football kicks off uh, just after midday Australian daylight times, Australian Eastern daylight times. So very much looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, of course, rocking the uh, the Packers jumper today after their massive win over the, the Vikings. It's all happening in the NFL world, mate. Did, I saw the guy doing the celebration next to a, a guy who was concussed on the ground. Kayvon Thibodeau, the pass rusher for the Giants, he came through and completely cleaned up Nick Foles and he started doing the snow angel on the <laughs> ground, not realising that Foles was just about convulsing in sheer agony. Uh, I think he's fractured a rib or something. He looked in all sorts of agony on the ground. Then Thibodeau kind of looks over at him and then looks back and keeps doing the snow <laughs> angel. And yeah. it, look, at the, no one can be sure apart from Thibodeau whether or not he actually saw Foles writhing in agony on the ground because it's not it wasn't a good look. Yeah. But then Thibodeau then went over to the sideline and was celebrating the fact that he'd put him to sleep with the the old sleep <laughs> signal. That that was not a good look. Kayvon yeah. Thibodeau he, he uh, drafted out of Oregon. He's a rookie for the Giants. And he kind of slipped in the draft because during the early parts of the draft prospect, he was potentially going to go number one. And Jacksonville had the first overall selection. They didn't end up using it. He fell to about the, the fifth pick, I think it was, where the Giants took him. A few character concerns. Yeah, okay. well, <laughs> and as you can this tell, is yeah. why. Yeah, well, it seems to me, I'm not heaps into my NFL, but there's been a lot of concussions around in the game. The Miami Dolphins quarterback. To a tongue of Iloa. He's had a couple of bad ones. How are they changing to what we're doing in the NRL here? They're, they're still a little bit behind. We right. saw that rear its ugly head with with Tua Tungavailoa earlier on in the season. And, he yeah, he suffered a, a knock. He, look, he looked like he was wobbling around and then somehow made his way back into that game and then back into a short turnaround game the, Thurs, the following Thursday night game against the Bengals and took another hit. And then he was in serious... Uh, in a serious health condition on the ground convulsing in that game. So from that point, the NFL did tighten the screws a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, they have sort of suggested, well, if there are sort of any physical, is that if there is any physical evidence of a, of a player suffering some kind of knock, that's it. Um, Miami this week, they're, they're taking it very carefully with Tua because he missed an important game against the Pats yesterday uh, which Miami ended up losing. So it's it's do or die for them this week for the Dolphins. But news has only come through uh, in the last half hour as well that Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel told reporters that Tonga Vailoa is not part of the team's QB plans for this must-win game this weekend against the Jets. Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater are in the mix, mix to play quarterback for Miami. So they are taking this very seriously with Tua Tonga Vailoa. As a head head of the playoffs, Phil, who should we be looking at for a nice bet? You know, they're not favourites, but they're looking there or thereabouts. The Bucks, I know the Bucks. Did they just sneak through with a pretty average record? Is that they are. They, they've certainly snuck through, and yeah. Tom Brady keeps saving them in fourth quarters, and they've won just enough games to take care of a a bad NFC South division. Yeah. It must be said, but Tom Brady. And the Bucks in the postseason, it's not a team you want. Right. If you're an Eagles or a, a Vikings or a, a 49ers, potentially, it does look like they'll be, they'll be hosting 
uh, the Cowboys in the first weekend of, of the playoffs. And the Cowboys have been a better team this season, but anything can happen in, in January NFL. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I, I'm not taking this Bucks team very seriously. They, they just haven't shown us enough. Yeah, uh, they, they, It's a scary proposition, but they haven't shown us enough. Green Bay and Detroit, that game this weekend has been flexed into the Sunday night football spot. So I think Green Bay are good, are good odds, uh, are long odds. I, I think they can get it done, but uh, there you go. Anyway, Gibbo, nice to have you uh, in paneling for us this morning. Let's take our first quick break on mornings. If you do have any questions, 0457 736 736. Don't forget we've got Max Burgess from Sydney FC a little bit later on in the hour.